Hello and welcome to Sometimes That Is Better. It's me, Kristen. This is a rebroadcast of Chris and I's second episode that was released on November 22nd, 2018. We discuss Robert Eggers' 2015 New England folktale, The Witch. We discuss the emergence of Anya Taylor-Joy, all the Puritan fun, and then I tell Chris a true crime story that makes me think of The Witch, the Hinterkaifeck murders. Thanks for listening and happy spooky season, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better. Sometimes. Yes, sometimes. So it's me, Kristen. And Chris. And we are here, or actually recording at my house this time. Yes, in Atlanta, Georgia. In a closet. In a closet. Not a real closet. It's a studio. We call it the closet. Right. We just designed it to look like a closet to be cute. Yes. We're just kitschy like that. Right. Yeah, it's very authentic. (laughs) Yes. And so uh, what are we drinking today, Chris? (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like an Irish brogue you're doing there. Well, you uh, know, I'm I'm working on the Irish accent. <laughs> I use it for a bit that I sometimes get laughs for. Sometimes I don't. I can't stop now. No, it's okay. Well, this is a... Um, we're drinking uh, today a Scheinerbach, which certainly sounds Irish. I think it said it was Belgium. Okay, well, shit. Um, it has a ram on the front of it, so we thought it was appropriate for this movie, which is... The Witch. Yes. Um, which, uh, I guess you knew that because it's probably on the title card or whatever it is. That What's the podcast? What is it called? That's a good question. Yeah. The description? Sh- description of the podcast, which the way we title it may have nothing to do with That's true. <laughs> yeah. You have to click on the info. Yes. And then you'll find out. But I've ruined it. It's called The Witch. It's a 2015 movie directed by... We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hold on. Let's catch up first. All right. All right. So let's first... The uh... Witch. <laughs> It's been a week since we've seen each other. What you been watching, Chris? <laughs> right. Well, I've watched half a horror movie, which is probably what you guys are most concerned with. But I will say I've spent most of my time watching, for the second time, Twin Peaks, The Return, which I could do a whole other podcast on, but I won't because other people have already done it and it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'll just give a shout out to the Darren Frenich and Jeff Jensen podcast about Twin Peaks. Listen to that. What's it called? It's called uh, a Twin Peaks podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's what's That's called. Great. It's really good. It's for the show. That's the best show I've ever seen. Watch it. It's fabulous. I was able to watch the first three or four really? when we had a Showtime yes. preview. It's on Blu-ray now. Well, and you were supposed to watch it and then let us borrow it. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm working on that. Oh, okay. Um, and then last night I watched half of a movie I've not seen. The remake of Let the Right One In, Let Me In. And I loved it, but I was very sleepy and I fell asleep. Mm. And I knew I needed to do it justice, so I'm going to watch it later. And But you have seen the original, right? I've seen the original, yeah. Might have watched it together. We probably did, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's very good, yeah. But, it's, but the remake's great, too. It's really good. Oh, so you've seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited about it. But that's been my week. And um, I mean, Twin Peaks is horror, especially new season. Doesn't it have to be horror? It's whatever you're watching, right? Oh, okay. Well, if that's I the case. I, think I, think I, I mean, I, wa- I watched The Good Place. I watched The Connors. I mean, I watched all kinds <laughs> of shit. You watched The Connors? I did, yeah. So what'd they say? Did she? Did Roseanne die? This is a spoiler. Can we do it? It's already out now. Yeah, she died of an opiate overdose. What? Yeah, it's super dark. It was really good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't 
that good. It was interesting. I liked it. I like Darlene so much. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it was a pretty intense 30-minute sitcom. <laughs> wow. That's what I watched. What oh, about okay. you? Well, I started The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, that's on my list. Is that good? So I didn't get to watch a lot this week. So I started it a couple times, but I just didn't get very far. Um, you mean like within the first episode? Yeah. Okay. Which I watched my, like I said, I watched my TGIF. So this week I've watched my Grey's Anatomy, my How to Get Away. TGIF? You mean like, thank God it's Thursday? What is it? TGIT. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah. My TGIF. Like, I, you watched Urkel? Yes. <laughs> I no, just, actually, I just rewatch all the. I watch yes, <laughs> Family Matters. I watch Family and, Matters. I watch Step by Step, and I watch Full House. Full House? And what was just, Step by Step? Oh, that, it was like a big family that I know. Yeah, Suzanne Summers and yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, but so my TGIT. Does they call it? Yes. Weird. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But it's the best. So I watch Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, but then the new Station Nineteen. Maybe? What is Station Nineteen? Is it like a firehouse thing? Yes. And I know, like all of you, might be like turning it off. Ew, Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching it for a third of my life, no. guys. Okay, I can't stop now. I have gotten through more with this show than I have in my real life. No, it's just, and it's still a huge hit, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, don't worry about it. I just talked about the Connors for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I watched The Witch. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I also watched The Witch, but I thought we weren't doing that because it kind of gives away your homework almost. Why? I don't know. It just seemed like we shouldn't do that. I just didn't know that was part of the rules, because otherwise I would have said it. Do we have rules? Yeah. Well, we, we know that we're doing The Witch. You already spoiled that. Okay. All right. So, should we just get started? Is there anything else that we needed to talk about? Hopefully, once we get the podcast up and out, we're going to have... Hopefully, you guys will be writing in. Yeah. You'll be asking us questions. We'll be reading your... It'll be way after this. We'll be reading uh, what you write to us, your favorite horror movies, your first experience with horror what still really scares you, what scenes stick with you from certain movies, because we want to hear about it. Hello there. Kristen here. Thank you so much for listening. We want to invite you to come join our Facebook group. Sometimes groups are better. There are a lot of cool people in there. We talk about the movies Chris and I review, new horror movies coming out, true crime, pop culture... It's really fun. We would also be so grateful if you would go on iTunes and subscribe and rate and review or subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use. It really helps us to be seen by more awesome people like you. And we want to continue to build this great community. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sometimes Dead Podcasts. We'll post pictures of the drinks we're drinking or pictures of the true crimes we're doing. While you're there, follow Gabby Watts, who does our amazing theme song. Follow her band at Gabby Rotts, G-A-B-B-I-E-R-O-T-T-S. And remember, sometimes dead is better. So I guess, you know, we should maybe start by why did we pick the witch? I mean, I think, I mean, I have my own theory. I don't think we really discuss it too much. What's your theory? Uh, my theory is just that it's the most, it's to me, this scariest movie in recent memory that's come out in the past couple of years. Not, and not like in a jump scare type of way, but just, just really good. Yeah. And it's really unsettling. And like, yes. you know, I, I've seen it twice, I guess, you know, I've I, seen it three times. Really? Mm-hmm. 
That, you know, that seems like a chore. Like it's a tough movie. I mean, I, I'm, and I actually, after I watched it last night, you know, spoiler, um, I almost put it in again, and instead I saw Let Me In and mm-hmm. picked that. And half of the reason was why I do with subtitles, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. And half the time was like I just think feel like I missed a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But yeah, so that's part of it. And also, we kind of just did Pet Cemetery. This seems to be in the same sort of kind of weird cultural territory as that type of story. Once we get into it, I notice a lot of. Yeah, a lot of parallels. Yeah. You know. um, it, I mean, I guess if nothing else, it ends with a family destroying itself, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah. It's horror in the true sense of the word. It's not a slasher movie. It's horror Yeah. with a capital H. I don't think there's much more thinking beyond that. I just think we thought, well, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of, I think that's how this podcast is going to work sometimes. There is yeah. a list. There's a list. And it's a which, secret list. Yes. It's... After this is all over, we'll publish it. We'll make millions of dollars. But, <laughs> But there is a planning to it. This one came in more organically, though, I think. The Witch came out in 2015. Yes. Directed by Robert Eggers. This is his uh, first movie, right? I think. He might have done like some shorts. Yeah, I don't count those. It might have been something else. But when you're looking up that, he looks like he's got cool stuff coming. What, yeah. what was the thing that you had saw? Uh, there's a, well, you said there's a remake of Nosferatu, which yes. I confirmed because I did not believe you at all. With uh, the same woman who plays Tomlinson. Yeah. Thomason. Yes. And there's a new movie called The, the um, Lighthouse right. coming out with William Defoe and uh, Edward from Twilight. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm being dumb. It's, it's Robert Pattinson. He's killing it, though. He's doing good. I, I mean, really haven't seen anything else. With yeah, he's a good it. actor. Well, why are we pretending he's not? If, if Kirsten Stewart can do good stuff now, so can Robert Pattinson. Although I kind of like Kirsten Stewart better. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think people get a bad rap when they sign up for something like that. Dakota Johnson might have gotten a bad rap for signing up for Fifty Shades of Grey, but now she's in the new Suspiria. Oh, is she? I didn't know she was in that. Okay. I would totally take, with all my audition experience, I've never had an audition, but I would totally take something like that because it doesn't necessarily mean the end of your career. I think Twilight has a better... Fifty Shades of Grey is problematic on so many levels. Yeah, you're right. I don't even know why. And she knew better. You're right. Twilight, I mean... Actually, I think I've gone on... You've gone on. I'm sorry. Surprise! You haven't already laid into it. Uh, so yeah, he's doing a movie called which I'm excited about. I don't even know what's about, but the cast is that those two folks and Willem Dafoe. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey. Here she goes. They started started as fan fiction from Twilight. How can that become a huge hit? It shouldn't. Yeah, and I'm not a prude, but that movie's stupid. Right. Uh, I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. I haven't read the books. I don't care. But for some reason, I was justifying it a minute ago. This is going to be hard with a podcast too. The shit comes out of your mouth and yeah. then it's like recorded. Yeah. But I don't approve of that but Dakota Fanning seems to be I mean Dakota Johnson seems to be doing pretty well I wonder well we won't get into it this is turning into a a Fifty Shades podcast pretty quickly okay so yeah the wit Robert Eggers it seemed to introduce this actress Anna Taylor Joy Mm -hmm. who I've seen since in Split which I don't think you've seen no I have the DVD yeah okay well yeah we'll have to talk about that she's good in both she's really good in this I don't know how old she is, really, in this movie. She looks like like a teenager. She's probably older than she is. Oh, you think so? Okay. I don't know. But she's great. She is. I mean, All the kids are great. Yeah. And I feel like when I first saw this, I, I guess I rented it from you know Redbox or something. Mm-hmm. Somehow or other, I've seen like a documentary on them making the movie. Oh. With the director, her, everything they went through. They, you know, they built fucking cabins. And this not the actress, but, you know, like, <laughs> from my memory, this was definitely his first movie. He was working his way through it. But yeah, but one of the things I read on IMBD, which I guess you always have to kind of take that with a grain of salt, but Stephen King apparently said that this movie really scared him. Well, you know, I was going to say that. And you know, it's funny because we just talked about Pet Cemetery. I remember that tweet because I've been following Stephen King on Twitter for a couple years now. Ooh. Yeah. 
I don't know if uh, you guys knew, but I follow him. He tweets a lot of shit. Every now and then he'll tweet something, and if I just don't know what he's talking about, I'll at least look it up. Like, I remember he did The Witch, he did A Quiet Place. Mm. Both of those were great. He was the first person I heard talk about Stranger Things. Oh, right. Um, mostly because he said, this is a lot like my early books. If you like those, you'll love this. It's mm-hmm. great. And I remember thinking, well, that sounds great. But that's how I heard about The Witch. I didn't see it about a year later Yeah. Um, when it came on you know, DVD, I suppose. I had for sure no idea what to expect. Yeah. What, what, what was your experience hearing about it? Or I have two kids. So they probably tell you about it. Yeah, they, it's all around the schoolyard. <laughs> well, so it's hard for us to get out to the movies. And then if we were going to go to the movies, we wouldn't go see anything scary because that's not what Brian wants to see. So I, I read a lot about it, probably put a lot of stuff on Facebook about it, which everybody just ignored as they do. I didn't see it until I was with my sister and we saw it on the on TV. Oh, like, what did your mean, sister we, think about it? Oh, she loved it. She wanted me to watch it. Oh, okay. And then the other Has day... Has she already seen it? She had seen it before and we rewatched it together. And then the other day, she told my mom to watch it for some reason. My mom called me and said, I did not like that. I didn't get very far in it. Why was the old lady taking the baby? What happened to the baby? <laughs> and I just said, baby was fine. Don't you worry about it. Baby grew up and baby was happy. Well, talk about that scene because that, you know, watching in last night, I guess I blocked that scene out or something because that came, I mean, I was shocked all over again but yeah so actually while you're talking um not because i was bored i was just i was, really, I was curious the witch was kind of a, a hit it was made for only four million dollars that's not a ton of money no. that's, and it made 40 million dollars that's great know, worldwide right you know? and so for like if and obviously if that was transformers that'd be a bomb mm-hmm. I, and i say like i oh i don't get out because i have kids but i go to the movies by myself when i want to see something but for some reason i i miss the witch i went and saw hereditary by myself because i wanted to go see it <laughs> So I do that a lot. This is very much in hereditary territory, I will say, or yes. vice versa, I suppose. Also, I, I think what I recall from hearing about it is hearing that maybe uh, people didn't like it. Like it was, yeah, kind of a small hit, but it was like one of those things where people just griped and complained about it. When I was looking it up, like it had three out of five stars. And I can see that. It's a, it's a tough movie for sure. It's, you know, not a lot of jokes. And I've seen it three times and every time I've had to put on the closed captioning. Right. Which was a mistake I made last night. I couldn't understand any other thing they were saying. You're uh, trying to be like so smart. Yeah, I was trying. I can get it. I can do this. Yeah, and you know, like, well, what I the... graduated summa cum laude. <laughs> I did from. Don't tell them. Well, or did I? <laughs> That, that actually kind of adds a little bit to the ambiance of it, is, I suppose, just not knowing what anybody is saying. You know, it's kind of like, why, it really is like a foreign language movie. Yeah. People don't speak like that. At the end of the movie, Robert Eggers says that it was based on real diaries. I know. Real right? journals yeah. and writings, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, I'd love to know which parts the kids with their Black Philip chanting. <laughs> black Philip, Black Philip. I love that song. It starts out black, no music. Already pretty creepy. Yes. When all the logos come up and then it slowly... Like, Strings. Yeah. The music is great. Yeah. It's very stringy. Very is that good. the right term? I, I think so, yeah. We immediately see, obviously, what is what we associate with Puritans yeah. with their Being fancy, Puritans, yeah. Their fancy collars <laughs> yeah. and their funny hats. Yeah, and, and I had a lot to think about the outfit, you know, and I remember, you know, I thought they all looked dope. It seems like a good look. Well, the three guys are like the judges. Yeah. You know, like one guy looked like freaking like Gary Oldman and Dracula. Like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, maybe I just like that. Yeah. There's an old guy that was kind of sleeping, but he's like all dressed up. Well, that's just like they cut to both sides of the whatever it was a courthouse or a church or whatever yeah. and it's just like everybody's just so solemn like did they have any fun back then no no but at least that you like okay well i know what the mood of this movie is right. um and but that, at the same time i'm like immediately i'm like what is happening exactly what is this 
necessarily about what are they in trouble for right. it's unclear he's too proud right. <laughs> is that what he says like okay um, I think it's established later or maybe I just read this I'm not sure that he's too religious even for the fucking Puritans you that was a great you place need to put subtitles fuck, but, because um, so he says that they came over here to get away from persecution right and now he's still being persecuted so I don't know if it's because I don't know enough about the differences between Christianity I, religions. I just, that thought maybe they were all just, this, I just thought they were all supposed to be the same kind of group. So I didn't, I didn't believe. Yeah, so for whatever reason, he could either choose to change or be banished. And he yeah, chose to he's be upsetting banished. them somehow. I think he seems like a pretty intense guy. So maybe he's who just is, like. Who I immediately recognize as Chris Finch. Oh, see, I just kept thinking him as like sort of Liam Neeson type. Oh, like, no. So he's on the BBC office, the office, yeah. which is Chris, Brian and I's. Oh, I'm married to Brian, not you. I almost said Chris and I's. Brian and I's one of our favorite TV shows. And he plays Chris Finch, who on the American version, if you remember in the very beginning, Michael Scott has kind of the same character. It's played by, um, shit, who's the... The guy from Anchorman? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. He's Chris Finch on the BBC office, and he's wonderful. In this, I mean, he's just, he is so good. That voice, and immediately it's just like, oh, that's not Chris Finch. Hmm. This is not funny at all. Is Chris Finch the name of his character? Yes. Okay. It's Is Rob it? and his... Yes. Okay. And then we also see uh, Lysa Aaron yes. from Game of Thrones. And the first time I watched it, I thought for the longest time was one of the Arquette sisters, like the girl from... Uh, no, Plummer. Amanda Plummer from Pulp Fiction. Oh. Boy, oh. was I wrong. But yeah, it's Lysa Aaron from Game of Thrones. Uh, she kind of plays a similar type character, too, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, she does. There's breastfeeding. and Yeah, least. maybe that's just who she is. <laughs> but she's also at least breastfeeding a baby yeah oh right yeah so step up so, and yeah, so what, what year do you think this is i mean obviously- I, I well i can say be, i read online because i didn't understand anything that was going on in the movie other than the cool supernatural stuff it's, it's around 1630 or 1640 okay. it's real early puritan times um there's a sense they've like just gotten off the boat if you've seen the new world you've seen the new world no. oh it's so good really yeah i love it terrence malick movie it's like this movie is i feel like in that same kind of timeline Except the New World, it's which is arguably even even weirder movie, <laughs> yeah, but it at least plays it straight with the you know the history. But yeah, it's early period of times. You see some Native Americans right. walking around. They're still friends apparently. Right. You know, we haven't betrayed them yet. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, very early on, they're banished from the little town there. Although it really looks like more like a fort or something, some yeah, sort of community. Yeah, I mean they close. Yeah, the literal cl- gate on them. Yeah, they do. And then they're off because pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they, so they get to their new land and they seem very happy they're like they're smiling and they're holding hands yeah and um and then it goes to the trees and then what my closed captioning said was ominous female voices chorus oh i didn't hear that part that's what well that's what my closed captioning oh, said as we move up someone didn't just say that <laughs> as we move up to see the trees and so i didn't understand when they got there did they have to did they find was there a house for them no and no because I was wondering that. I want to see like a YouTube video of them just building that house. Yeah. Because I can't imagine them doing that. Or how how do you just build a house like out they of had, nothing? They had like rooms and stuff. And I know. There was a barn. I guess people did all the time. This, I guess. This, um, he did. He loved to chop wood. He did. But like, you know, I feel like some of those beams you need like a router for or that type of thing. I thought about that a lot during the movie. I was looking at the way the, the, way the wood was chopped. and uh, But no, I, don't th- I think they built it. I think that's the idea. And so then we see Thomason who is praying. The poor girl. Yeah, so I guess we should explain. There's oh right, so appears to be a family of five. Right, Thomason is an older girl. Yeah, teenager. she's fifteen or sixteen. Caleb, who seems to be about twelve. Ten. Ten. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, then later, we, then we well, see... well, twelve because he's he's having the feelings for the girls. So yeah, well, then we see Mercy 
at some point. Mercy is a girl of five. Yeah, about. Well, they're, they're twins. Mercy yeah. and her brother. Uh, they call them the twins. Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. And they are a baby. adorable. They are little shits. But they're adorable. No. Come on, that scene where they're chasing the goat and they're like singing and... They're chasing the... Okay. That's so that. adorable. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, and there's a little baby named Samuel who's uh, in the first, you know, couple scenes. Yes. And so there's a scene of Thomason, who's the teenage girl. I mean, how how many sins have this girl possibly have done? And she's confessing all of this stuff. And so what she says specifically, as I wrote it down, I know I deserve all shame and misery in this life, an everlasting hellfire. She says that like in the first scene. <laughs> yes. But, she, but then she's asking for forgiveness. I think, though, that that's just how the dad kind of raises them you know like you know like there's a scene where he's walking caleb to the forest he's like tell me like what oh, you learn and kids yeah. like oh like you know we are born in sin and, yeah. this, and i think this is their worldview and this was before she lost the baby so can you imagine how she felt after she lost the baby yeah probably worse yeah <laughs> i mean i i do think that one of the keys to the story is the idea that you're um, inherently a sinner, inherently somehow. Right. That, yeah, that's, that's all through the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I think. You're born a sinner, essentially. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. And you're taught that, I think. I mean, I, I, I guess I was taught that, but not in such literal a sense right. as this. It's an interesting thing to think about, how you go through life with that idea. And then um, we see a little more of where they're living, and but then we get to the worst game of peekaboo ever <laughs> it's terrible yeah so she's playing peekaboo with her little baby i mean he's a little baby there's no way he could have gotten off yeah away anyway she does a great job of when she does peekaboo he's gone and she's it's a great scene where she's just like what the yeah, fuck what? it's interesting that our first two movies are just you know kids being but that is a lot of horror movies it's hard to there's a lot of kids i guess not that young though I mean, the, the baby scene is pretty tough. It is, but I was thinking about this, too. It's like, it's kind of the same thing to gauge to me. Like, it's just, it's so cinematic. There's no real witches that are going to steal your baby. And, you know, so it makes it a little easier. I to suppose, take. but I'll say she peekaboos or whatever the verb for that is. <laughs> and the child disappears. And so the next scene, I think. Yeah, it's is, pretty quick. You see someone carrying the baby. You see someone, the which I've you know, theories about who that is. I mean, and the movie presents it as a character unto herself that is a witch, an old crone, right? Yeah. She goes to some sort of, uh, I don't know, cave or is there a little house? I'm not I think really she sure. has a little house. Okay, yeah. a, little, a little cute house. Yeah, she has a cute little house in the woods. Oh, because when she's younger, they see. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's adorable. So she's like, the next scene you see her, she's naked and she's, you kind of see her moving about. She's clearly very old. Um, and then you see her from the kind of baby's point of view, uh, her approaching him or her, him, oh, Samuel. Yes. With a knife. It's super disturbing. Yeah. Realism aside, I got sick to my stomach. I mean, it is. It's it's nauseating, and it's it's not even scary so much. Well, it's scary, and it's disturbing, and I hated it, but I loved it. (laughs) Well, and then we see the witch just mixing up some baby. I I assume that nothing to do with anything with the baby. That you know, some porridge. I mean, and then she rubs the baby all over her. Yeah. Is that supposed to be her broom? You think she has a piece of wood? Oh, I didn't think about that. She's rubbing her source of power. And then there's this weird scene where it looks like she's in front of the moon, kind of. Yeah, that's really cool. The music is really great. Yeah. It seems more like a like a biblical thing, like something you write about 
2,000 years ago. It's, it's still very hard to take, but I just don't think of it as like a normal threat because it is it's, it is supernatural, essentially. For sure. Yeah. But it is but it is awful. But I was also thinking they about like, what is right she doing? It. Like, you know, there's the moon, this idea of like the moon is like minstrel and like she's female, you know, like there's mm. this sort of source of power maybe or, or, and also like it's unclear at that point who is who is she like is she is she young i mean i'll just cut right to it is she somehow anna taylor joy like is that is the witch her the whole oh my gosh i didn't even think about that is she really going out and doing that i don't know i mean i, I don't mean, think so i mean that's, the a, that's way, a really interesting thought though the movie definitely goes out of its way to present her as like a, a real thing it's like the way the camera presents her is like a, like an omniscient narrator it's not there's no real viewpoint on it mm-hmm. so you just kind of take it as it is Maybe maybe that's going too far into it too quickly. I don't know, but just, that, that's a good point. We'll keep that. that. Well, let's 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 uh, put a pin in that. That would be like a said. that would be like an M Night Shyamalan twist. Twist is an interesting word for it, and maybe that's what I was waiting for the whole time. Like it's revealed that way, but maybe the idea would be is that are you just supposed to kind of guess at the whole time? Like almost. I mean, it's very. But, I mean, she does go and join these other witches. Yeah, I mean, so that, maybe it's just she just becomes it. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, but we'll get to that. Anyway, that's, that's, so that's... But still, it's very it's very quickly. We're just like, okay, we're um, rubbing baby on us. I mean, she's the one that loses the baby, and then... Yeah, that's true. Just that, um, you sound like her dad now. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, it's, yeah, you're you're right. going to take her into town and have her... I'm just asking questions, Chris. Put on trial. Yeah, I'm just asking questions. So Catherine is inconsolable. Blythe Aaron. Yes. Okay. There is a scene later um, when William, who is the dad, says to her, like, we've been really lucky. We've had five kids and none of them have died. You're going to lose one of them, yeah. I mean, that is like a pretty good point for back then. I mean, it's 1640 and you have only... Yeah. Not that she shouldn't be sad about it, but just that she is... Well, we'll get to that later, I guess. She's saying that they're cursed, but really it is... Well, I, I guess, though, if his point were true, it'd be like the kid died of the illness, not that it was dried up by or, a wolf or whatever. That's true. That's <laughs> still unlucky. Yes. Uh, that's not supposed to happen. Well, and then the first time, so we see Caleb getting up, and he um, seems to be checking out his sister. It's boobage. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, he's about that age, and there's When not... you check out your sister, <laughs> Phil makes no bones about what that's what's going on there. It's an interesting take, especially in a movie that seems to be very much about sort of the female form. I think it's, I think it's just to sort of set up this fact that when he is seduced by the witch later, mm, right. it kind of makes more sense. Yes. Like, he's just a kind of really... Horny. Yeah, and that's why she would say that for him. He's probably hitting on his sister. Right. Uh, he's a 12-year-old hitting puberty, possibly, and he's, like, secluded. And this is just, you know, the worst, most seducing thing that could happen to him, I suppose. Right. Otherwise, it's just, uh, you know, certainly creepy. <laughs> well, and then so he goes out to meet his dad, and he's like, everyone else is sleeping. And this part bothered me because his dad said, I wrote it down, "'Tis no ease to rise on a gray day." The devil holds fast your eyelids, which is just like, like, I love sleeping in and taking naps. Is that Especially mean? on a gray day. Yeah. And Caleb's like, I'll go wake him up. Did you need me to wake him up? Are they going to go to hell? Poor Caleb is just so worried about everybody. He's like, nah, it's fine. But that bothered me. But I mean, I like the way he says it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, the idle work is the devil's yes. idle hands are the devil's work. Yeah, what is yeah. that expression? Yeah. That's a better way of saying that. And plus, um, the dad is super intense. I mean. Yes. And so apparently they have been out searching for the baby, and it's been a maybe a few days. And yeah, yeah. So, um, or they, I think they say it's been a week at some point. Oh, okay. And so they decide. So then he uh, takes Caleb out and shows him his secret. But is that what they're doing? They're going to look for the baby. Like no, yeah. that time they're going out to check the snares. 
Okay, but what's the secret? The secret is that William traded Catherine's silver cup okay. for the snares. Seems odd. Though. Why can't he just say I have snares? Why do you have to tell him that? Because he's I don't very know. honest, I suppose. Yes, and it's also why are you hanging on. Catherine is the mother again. Why are you hanging on to a silver cup when you have nothing? If snares can, are the things that can help you get food, so they go out there and try to check the trap. I have a real fear of bear traps. Is that weird? Well, no, because that scene where the kid is spreading um, out the yeah. bear trap. There's a, probably a word for that. Um, that that was pretty uh, uh, suspenseful scene, probably unintentionally so, because I thought I was going to snap. Of course, much worse things happen to him later. And then so we have another scene of Caleb uh, asking, because apparently you're born a sinner. Right. So Caleb, Caleb seems very like a distraught, sort of an anxious kid. Yeah. But so he's trying to talk to his dad about, which is uh, kind of does tie in with Pet Cemetery too. He's trying to talk to his dad about death. And there's a reluctant parent who doesn't want to talk about it. And he's just Rachel, like, yeah. he's just like, forget Sam. All right. But he was like, but Sam, if there's born a sinner, does that mean he's gone to hell? I mean, he's a very um, inquisitive little boy. And I think the dad handles it pretty well, considering uh, how strict he well, is. Well, I guess he says we don't know, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Not- the, for him, that's about as best as he can do. Like a normal dad would probably say, no, of course, he's in heaven. They need a Judd Crandall there to yeah. take him to a pet cemetery and explain <laughs> right. death. But so their crops are failing, right? Yeah. And so I was just reading stuff, and apparently there was like a small ice age from... 1680 to 1730, which is just a little before the movie takes place, but it kind of falls into the same area as when the Salem Witch Trials were. So apparently, because the crops were failing, people were turning on each other, trying to blame something. So that kind of caused people to turn on each other even more, accusing people of witches and witchcraft and cursing their, their crops. I thought that was very interesting because their corn is dying. They show a picture of it, like, rotting. And apparently there was something that was growing on the crops back then called um, egret or ergret. And it was essentially like a fungus that would cause like um, LSD symptoms. Oh, wow. So they were saying that there was a theory that maybe if this was in the air or if people were eating these crops, that could have caused some of the hallucinations and allegations against people being witches. The witches, yeah. Yeah. And so I was, so it was just an interesting idea is like, what if these people were actually being surrounded by all this fungus and they were actually just all this little in their heads? That's interesting. And then so we have poor uh, Thomason, who just, tr- she's just trying to make it on the farm. And yeah. she keeps seeing all these scary things. That's interesting. I was trying to think about like, if she was a modern character, like who would she be? Like, Darlene? <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Grey? Meredith, well, okay. I don't know. And yeah, it's it's so hard to like really pin down a character like that, given the time and the very weird situation she finds herself in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. Oh, she's a you know just a plucky teenage girl. She's not. She's right. Uh, but she's not really a rebel type either, and she's not really she's not an angst ridden character either. She's, she just she seems to be doing her best. Yeah. When she gets pushed, she does push back a little bit later. Yeah. She seems to be a, a, a very uniquely situated character, given her sort of religious pinnings and, and that environment. Like, you're not going to find another. That's not exactly a stereotypical yeah. stock character, for sure. And that, I, again, I think the actress does like such a good job in this movie. She really does. But so so Thomason sees she's trying to collect eggs. She drops an egg and there's like a... Does she drop? That's what I was trying something to figure out. Does, happens. does she drop or does she just see like another egg that's oh, split open? I don't know. But she sees a bloody baby chicken inside. Yeah. And then later she's milking a goat and blood comes out. She's just, she's seeing these signs. Their dog, they have a dog. That's, that's good. Fowler. Yeah. That's good to have a dog. I think so. That's nice. It's hard to imagine like 
people having dogs back then. I know. I was wondering that too. I guess they were workers, you know. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they, I just, I wanted to see him like ruffle his little head. <laughs> my little dog bed. Yeah. But yeah, there's not went, a... I guess this went eight bunny rabbits. Yeah. Well, so this is when we see the first, uh, this is when they're back out hunting with Fowler. So we cut back to William and Caleb and we see our first imagery of that evil hair. Oh, the <laughs> the rabbit. Yes. Yeah. I thought you meant like an evil piece of hair. <laughs> H-A-R-E. Right. Um, and we immediately know something's not right because when he tries to shoot it, like the gun backfires in his face. Yeah. Well, he looked like he was doing a really bad job of... It was going very quickly. Yeah. And uh, and he said, like, the other end, I'm like, oh, God, now oh, he's got the wrong oh, end. Uh, well, and then... It... I did laugh a little bit. It was like, oh, God. And, like, it was like Homer Simpson <laughs> moment. But... And plus, that guy is so intense. You're kind of like, yeah, you deserve Well, and then the dog came over and he was like, Fowler, get out of here. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah. I kind of thought he was going to be missing an eye or something. But... I know. It was no. It was okay. It's, I, think it's just, I think it's just gunpowder that happens... Um, apparently there is like rabbits were bad omens back then. I read that somewhere. I too. think I've read that. Yeah. Which is too remember bad. We They're had so that, cute. Remember we had a rabbit. Yes. Remember how evil it was? Yes. It yeah. had red eyes. Yeah. So when Chris and I lived together, I wanted to get a rabbit because I had rabbits when I was little. Again, my pet cemetery. I went through a lot of rabbits uh, and hamsters and gerbils and, and I loved my rabbits. They were all very sweet. We would potty train them. And so I got a rabbit at the mall pet store, which is a bad idea right there. Well, that's where we got this one, is what I mean. My yeah. rabbit, yeah. Okay. Our rabbit, I mean. Right. Did it even have a name? Boo. I mean, you're still mad at me for giving it away, aren't you? <laughs> did you give it away, Kristen? Or did you take it to a farm? <laughs> I just put it out in the pet cemetery road. <laughs> but it was a handful. It would get back behind the stove and in crevices. We couldn't get it out. We slept under my bed and crawled in the bed under my bed yes. and made noises. Yes. <laughs> it would bite the shit out of you. Yeah, it would. It pooped everywhere. Yes. So I, I gave it away to a farm. Right. And they kept calling me and leaving me messages saying, um, this rabbit bites? And I just ignored them. Right. I wonder what they did with it. I don't know. They had a farm. Just let it out. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. I told, I remember telling my friends that, you know, yeah, what rabbit? My friend, my roommate, Kristen, took it to a farm and they're like, she killed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you tell your kids. Well, do you remember we had that crazy contractor yes yeah. and he took it for a day he brought was it back yeah. Didn't he? yeah yeah that guy was crazy that guy was crazy <laughs> yeah all right so back to you know uh, uh, I, I wrote my law school admission essay about yes Did I tell you that? the mice right i wrote two of them oh okay so when i went well it's not important we're, we're going we're getting way off field okay he has my second essay i wrote about that guy it was the construction real, guy yeah he and because it, it tied into like what a crazy shit. He one time came into me, came into my room, not into me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start that over. He I don't think time, this is going to make it anyway. <laughs> he one time came into my room because he would come at night. Remember that? He'd come at like eight o'clock at night to work, which should have been a big red flag. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was really creepy. I remember one time I took him. We went out to go to Wolf Camera for some reason. I don't know why. Why well, I used to always get film developed there. But why was I taking this guy there? You took him there? Yeah. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> Did yeah. he put a camera in my red room? I don't know, but we were going there for a very specific reason. You gave him a beer. Yeah. Well, no, he was drinking all of our beers. Yeah, but we went there. He was Yeah, he was, dr- he was drinking the way there, I think. But we got to the store, and he was, like, hitting on every woman in the store. What? No matter what... Age, race, you know, nothing. It was just, it was, an, um, and then the whole way there and back, he was like, you know, you need to get some, you know, some post, you know, like just crazy stuff. What? And I'm just like, you know, 
<laughs> that all that stemmed from we got a rabbit one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we meet the little shit twins. <laughs> right. Who you love? I love. Um. Their names are Mercy and Jonas. Jonas. Jonas? Okay. Mercy is absolutely adorable. She. She's a little shit. Yeah, but I mean, uh, oh, but okay. The scene where they're chasing the goat mm-hmm. and they're singing their little song. Mm-hmm. I would like that as a nursery rhyme. I would, you know, just you know, like I would hang it in my. If I had a child, I would put it in their room. All the goddamn, and, and they, I would just play it, and they would love it, and they would clap. It is so adorable. It is when there's Black Philip. Black Philip. Is that a song? Yeah. Yeah. Dad comes home and he's pissed because they let Black Philip out, and so Dad tries to wrestle him, and Dad falls into the mud and the twins laugh yeah, hysterically that is appreciated nobody else laughs though i mean if that happened nowadays everybody would probably laugh but i mean i isn't the idea that they're kind of been talking to black philip by now and either almost possessed or something or yeah possibly. i'm not sure exactly what's going on or they're just terrible kids i don't know but... no but i mean their dad falls down in the yeah. mud it's okay to laugh yeah everybody should have laughed like my niece would laugh at that right you know she would think that was hilarious but Nobody else laughed. But then again... Well, so, they're scared of him. They're too young to true. be scared of him. That's true. Yeah. And then they had that weird scene when she Thomason has to go and undress her Yeah, dad. well, I think the mom's like, undress your father. And yeah. She's like, okay. She's... Okay. I mean, it's not a dress. I don't know why. You learn later that it is very annoying because they only have one set of clothes. So it is just like, if you get those dirty... Because oh. we see later, he's just wearing a, a sheet around him. Okay. He's got to wait till his clothes are dry. I didn't think about that. So I would be pissed if I had one set of clothes and they got dirty. So she's probably just helping. So I don't know. It's a strange it's thing. Still, it's it's weird. But I love that scene when everyone's like yelling at each other and they're like, shut up. No, you be quiet. No, you be quiet. Thomason, shut up. That's like my house. That <laughs> happens all the time. It was just very familiar. It was just like they were telling them to be quiet. Like, no, you be quiet. Anyway, so that was like that felt like. It was really it's good. It's pretty nice domestic drama. And then so we see William doing his favorite thing, right? Chopping wood. Right. But he's wearing just a towel because his clothes are dry. Is it a towel? Do they have towels back then? I guess it's a sheet. So Thomason is down scrubbing the clothes. And we have another scene where Caleb is checking out. Yes. Oh, this is the creek scene. Yes. This is a big scene. Yeah. So Caleb is more than ogling her at this point he's like openly just like hitting on her almost and she and she's like what what are you looking at or what's wrong and he's very quiet um there's kind of i thought it was cute i thought that she kind of realized and she was just kind of like trying i think so too i think but make fun of it but then she did kind of but then they did kind of wrestle it well he says she says come lay with me or whatever she says so i think that's that's pushing it a little far big sister but I suppose, in her own way, she's trying to be nice. I think there's a idea that he's supposed to be like aroused or something because he won't stand up. You think? Yeah, because she's like, "What are you? What's wrong?" He's like, "Nothing," and he's like hunched down. Oh that's just, yeah. I, I think that's kind of what's going on there. He's a twelve-year-old kid that is, you know, confused about his feelings for females. Yeah. And if it's his sister or if it's someone which in the wood, he's, he's you know he's got issues. <laughs> Mercy comes up does her little chanting sing yes. song and calls her a witch mm-hmm. and accuses her of stealing little Samuel. Yeah, Mercy just comes right out. Yeah. And then she, to sort of, um, I, you know, as we would call it, troll her, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, uh, um, Thomason admits to it. Yeah. Or admits to it is the wrong word. Well, it's also a very sibling thing to do. Yeah, it is. Like, try to scare the yeah. shit out this of her. This is literally something my sister used to do to me. Yeah. Like, she's told me when I was a kid that there was a, a, a Satanist factory in the town next door <laughs> That did nothing but sacrifice blonde-haired, green-eyed kids. Well, oh. I had blonde hair, but uh-huh. 
And I cried and cried and cried. And uh, I was five years old. Oh, my god! So I, that's why I thought that when I saw that scene. Like, yeah, that's Marsha. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, you're also wondering, like, well. <laughs> right. To my mind, it's like, well, if a little girl has already kind of been talking to Black Phillip at this point, like, what is she, like, does she really think this? You know? Is this something Black Phillip has planted in her head, kind of? Or she's, or she's being a little, yeah, or she's a little girl that's being a little shit, or you know, or she kind of, you know, just not understand what's going on at all. Right. There's just, there's so many cool things to think about. So anyway, uh, there's that scene. Kelly witnesses the whole thing. He's very upset, mm-hmm. and he seems to feel even guiltier about all of it. And then that night, there's a scene where the uh, Catherine accuses Thompson of stealing the cup. Mm-hmm. She's seen. Have you seen thy cup? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the it's in the six board. Yeah. And, a six board. And then she goes straight to the Samuel. Oh, maybe it got kidnapped by a wolf. That was, that was I gasped. I gasped. Yeah. And then like, Lisa. You know, yeah. And then like Mercy and Jonas gave you the high five. Right. <laughs> it was the sickest burn I've ever seen. It really was. <laughs> so, and then the dad's like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, like Caleb knows too. Later that night, William... And Catherine about a talk in bed. Oh yeah, it's actually kind of a sweet talk. I mean, they seem like a real couple. It's not like a like a power dynamic of like a husband telling his wife what to do. Like the wife has seemed to have some power. That's true. Mm. Is she the witch? <laughs> Probably not. I'm not going to accuse every female in the movie of being the witch. I guess. But they're trying to figure out like what to do because their food is not going to happen. There, it's going to start getting cold. And this is another another thing that happens a lot in my house is where Brian and I will be talking about something. And we want to make sure the kids aren't listening. So we do the Elise, Adam, we listen. It's the same thing that Catherine did. She was like, hold on a second. Thomason? <laughs> Caleb? That's funny. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And then she was like, listen. But usually we're just talking they're, about they're not birthday the presents or something. Yeah, okay. But but Catherine was like, we got to sell Thomason. We're going <laughs> to die. We got no food. Is that what she's talking about? We got to yeah. sell her? Well, they have to... They have to give her to a different family oh. to get money. So that's what Caleb hears. That's what makes Caleb upset. And Caleb's like, he doesn't want he doesn't want his boobs to go. <laughs> He's also talking about how Samuel's in hell. They have no food. We got to do something. So Caleb hears all this because they're all like awake. Yeah. I mean, and, they're right there like above them. Yeah. yeah. And so Caleb goes out the next morning but Thomason catches him. They go out together because they're going to go check the snares. And he's like, boobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, something will happen out here. Right. <laughs> and that goes terribly wrong. The hair shows up. Yeah, it goes bad. Uh, obviously, the hair seems to be the witch or somehow possessed by the I witch. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I... So he goes chasing after her, the hair. Yeah. And Thomason falls off the horse. And they find the dog, too. The dog's dead. They do find the dog? Or the, uh, yeah. Thomason, no, Thomason finds the dog. It's in Tennyson's river. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of, like, blacks out or something, which is also kind of goes to my theory a little bit. I'm not sure. But she, like, just misses time somehow. She and, falls off the horse. Yeah, but, but then she blacks out. Oh, okay. And then, you know, she wakes up and Thomason's gone, or the kid's gone, and it's unclear you know, really what a timeline is. Mm-hmm. And then you see the boy, you know, before, after that. Uh, and that's when he's, you know, I think approaching, you know, the little cottage in the woods, which, you know, her little house. Yeah. So I guess it'd be silly to say that's like, you know, like Thompson just went out and bought it and <laughs> built a house and became a witch. So, right. I so think, yeah, it does seem like there's... Um, definitely another a, witch. And, yeah. Well, there's a whole uh, gaggle of them. Is that what you call a bunch of witches I think together? so, yeah. I kind of think the young witch is the same as the old witch. 
I don't know why. Well, and the scene Mystica's with... Mystica's called The Witch. I well, guess. yeah. Well, because the scene with Caleb and that, that that witch is like supermodel hot. Yeah. I was like, oh, Angelique Jolie is out. <laughs> Especially like in like 1600. I yeah. mean, geez, that's like a 25 on the 10 scale. Yeah. Well, I, I thought she looked convincingly hot, but also somehow 16th century too. Hmm. Like the like a young boy back then's idea of like what a beautiful woman would be, which is very... You know, she, he's obviously a breast man. <laughs> right. Well, and then so uh, what... But, but if you notice, like, her teeth aren't perfect, like, because that wouldn't be a thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, she's a little... Just, you know, like, it's not, like, perfect. But back to your point about how that's probably the same woman is because... And this was this is the part that made me well, jump the hand, the most. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, When she goes to kiss him and the hand comes up and yeah. it's old. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, but then also one of my favorite parts is they cut back to the family who are in hysterics yelling out Thomas and Caleb and the two little twins are tied up Yes. <laughs> like, which reminded me of that SNL skit with um, Mike Myers. Do you remember when he was the hyperactive boy? Oh, right, right. And they had to tie him up to the jungle gym, and he was just like, that's what they reminded me of. And they were just like on the, tied up to some Just sort going of, crazy. Just too. like yelling out. But that cracked me up. I was like, that's right, you little fucking shit twins. <laughs> Thomason comes back where they find her. and They find her, yeah, I think so. Well, no, do they? Did she come back? I think she, yeah, I think you're right. She kind of comes back. She comes back and she tells them everybody, everything. And there's actually like a sweet moment. Like the mom kind of forgives her, gives her a kiss on the head. It's kind of just seems like, okay, we're going to go in the morning. We're going to go find Caleb. But then she goes outside in the rain and she finds Caleb. Oh, yeah. Naked. Yeah. Freezing, unconscious, almost. And so he's just comatose, I guess. And they're trying to take care of him. And the next the next day again, Thomason sees another, that sign of the, she's milking the goat. Yeah. Blood comes out. Mercy's over there going, you're a witch, you stupid <laughs> bitch. Mercy's just always around. I uh, know. That little actress is really good. She um, is. Yeah, so uh, things have gotten really bad really quickly. And it's one of the biggest problems for me in the movie was, as hard as it is to understand a lot of the dialogue, it was really hard for me to understand what the kid is saying when mm. he's like semi-conscious and screaming. And You didn't even turn on this? No, it's being really stubborn. Um, but So what is he? I mean, I, I got half of it. and. Well, it's but really what is great. he going on about? Okay, so he wakes up screaming. Things are just really bad. He throws up that bloody apple. Oh, yeah, and that, that was also... I wasn't sure what that was. It, yeah, so, I mean, obviously they mentioned apples a few times. They said yeah, they, they I have, thought it was an apple. They haven't oh, seen apples yeah. in a while. It's also very biblical. Yes. Not sure exactly what that would <laughs> signify other than... I mean, it's also... I couldn't help but think of Snow White because there's a witch oh, or an yeah, apple. Yeah. Um, I guess the idea is that it's like the witch or the evil force, like throwing back their own shit at him. Like, you know, oh, you don't have any apples. Here's an apple for you. Yeah. That type of thing. And then Mercy says, how about them apples? And her and Jonas high five. (laughs) (laughs) But so he says a lot of. So first he starts talking about he's saying really creepy things about like he gets an axe. She cuts off his head. She gets a blade, she cuts off his head. Real creepy things, saying things about how she takes the form of a crow, she takes the form of this. But then he kind of, he kind of passes out again. And then when he comes back, he starts talking about seeing Jesus and like... Yeah, I caught that part. And giving him a hug and going to the light. I mean, things like that. It's not, that's not word for word, but I was just wondering. But let's see, let's see, that also kind of goes to what the mother was saying in her big speech about falling in love with Jesus when she was a kid or whatever she's going on about, and then, like, losing that mm-hmm. when she lost Samuel and sort of not not ever knowing how what it would be like to be able to love God again because of this horrible thing. And then so it's interesting that he would come back and, like, spout all that nonsense. <laughs> but I was just wondering, I didn't know if... It seems like he gave something to that witch by kissing her 
or maybe she took something from him or did was he given the same deal like could he have signed the book and joined her but he did he refused oh, did maybe. he did he actually go to maybe they Jesus? don't want it. maybe they don't want him from that or was that just the devil talking too and was he, or maybe was he talking to the devil and he was, thought he was going home to the devil I, I mean you know i just wasn't sure exactly where he was actually going hmm. yeah well it makes more sense when you understand the dialogue <laughs> but it's still um, all right, so I don't want to talk bad about the little girl in Pet Cemetery, But remember when she, like, kind of, she has her breakdown. bad dream, breakdown, yeah. and it's just like, you see this little boy. Yeah, he does great. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, kills it. Yeah. So the little shits start accusing Thomason again of being a witch. Yeah, and that's a really weird scene. Because um, even the second time I was unclear, like, are they faking it? Or, or well, what? that's what is interesting. Like, because, I mean, they're such little shits they could have been. Yeah. But so what, so they all decide, the family decides they're going to play say the, the Lord's Prayer. And they start saying it, but the two twins start having stomach Acting aches. Acting out, and, yeah. And um, apparently I was reading, like, one of the, the signs that you weren't a witch was that you couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer. Really? Or you'd say it wrong, oh. which would be awful for me because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I've the, never heard that before. That's cool. So then I found, so I was reading some more information. But, yeah, so that's why I was thinking I'm wondering they could be faking. But this seems to be the most direct reference to the Salem witch trials to me. Cause I, you know, the most famous case was so in 19, I mean, 1641, the Puritan legal code was created of which witchcraft was number two on the list. Like murder was like way down there. Like it was like <laughs> idolatry, witchcraft, some other shit, and then murder. That was really high up. And, and again, so I think we're thinking that this is about 1640. I think so. The one of the most famous witch trials was 1692. And that was the one with Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams, they're the ones that started... Do you remember this at all? Mm. They started showing strange behaviors, convulsing, throwing things, which or it was it was reminding me similar of Mercy and Jonas and what they were doing. And they are the ones that accused three women in the town of being witches. And they go to trial and... And think about it, that was 50 years before this allegedly takes place. So things, yeah. have, things have not gotten better. So the, if Thomason and the twins... Because like later the dad says he's going to take them in to be tried... There's no way that things would end well for them. William says to Tom, we'll call her Tom, I have raised up no witch in this house. It's just chaos, right? Everything that's going on yeah, it's up, a, up in that it's attic. We're crazy, in the attic crazy again. scene, yeah. What happens to poor Caleb? Caleb dies. He, um, well, he he kind of raises up one last time. And, uh, and Is that the speech you're talking about where he sees yes. Jesus? Okay. But, and so and he, what he, my closed he, captioning said... He dies in moans of joy. Yes. Okay. So I didn't have my closed caption on, but I remember thinking, and especially when light was happening earlier, like, is he having an orgasm? <laughs> uh, it's. Huh. I mean, it's very. This is a movie about Puritans. I mean, let's. I don't know. It, 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 he's. That um, is either a very strange acting choice, which I don't think a 12 year old kid can make. I mean, mm. I, I think it's suggested that he's. I mean, moans of joy. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hmm. And given what's gone before that character, I think that's kind of what's happening. And then he dies. Yeah. So, again, I don't have a take on that. <laughs> that's such an interesting idea. I, I mean, I think that's what's happening. And, you know, in the same way, you know, I think that... Moans of joy. That's what it said. There's a lot going on in that. And yes. there's so much sexuality wrapped up yeah. with that kid's uh, arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine it's not just a funny coincidence. Yeah, you're right. Um, William takes Thomason outside and essentially tries to have, I guess, the best way he can have a heart-to-heart to try to get her to tell him the truth about whether she's a witch or not. And Because he's pretty much saying, like, uh, you need to tell me because I'm taking you into town. 
and we're going to go to trial. So, and, I mean, let's be honest. He he has a little bit of a case against Thomason. I mean, it's, well, the he, baby's disappeared. Yeah, They're playing peekaboo. He does kind of lay it out, doesn't he? Yeah, Caleb has gone missing. He's with come him. back with her. Well, and then he, she found him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, and then now these kids are testifying against her own sister. Mm-hmm. She's also very bosomy. I don't know. There's this idea of like, you know, him and maybe the other males in the family being threatened by her sort of sexuality kind hmm. of, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make no bones about the fact that she's a pretty... Well, at some point, the um, mom even says she's got her womanhood. So she's yeah. had her period. Yeah. So they're saying that's why they need to send her away. They need to go ahead and find her a family. Yeah. So there's this whole idea of this sort of rife sexuality that's just sort of threatening in general. But also, I mean, objectively, yeah, there's a few things against her that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not completely unreasonable for the thing. For the but thing then she... She doesn't back down. She really comes at him and be like, no, the twins were the ones that talked to the goat. The twins were the ones who did this. The twins. Well, he goes running in the house. Well, she just sounds like a crazy person. Yelling at the twins because yeah. they're still like comatose. Right. And he's like yelling at them. He's yelling at them like, get up. Come on. So he kind of believes her. And yeah. so he says, yeah. So he says, did you make some unholy bond with that goat? <laughs> Do you know how many times I've had to ask my kids that? <laughs> you little shits. Yeah. And then so instead of like, so he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. You're all getting locked up in the barn. And he just like goes and locks them all up in the barn. I mean, and, and also, couldn't he just tie them up again? I mean, that, that seems like it'd be something they do anyway. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he can't really tie up. But he it. locks them all in there together with the goats and everything. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? And he actually says like, we'll deal with this in the morning. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Uh, but then there is a, again, I'm not like team William or anything. but I mean, you kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Although he's a kind of a terrible dad. But there is a scene, I think he's out chopping wood again. Probably. And he's praying loudly, saying, this is all his fault for being prideful. Yes. Please don't blame my yeah. children. And I remember thinking, prideful? Really? Like, when exactly? I don't know. Anyway. But he's asking. He's very hard on himself. Yeah. He, he is begging to to save his children. And he would take their place in a second. So he's not completely like a evil. No, he's not. Anything. he's not a monster for sure. He's just, he's, you know, a very pious, overtly religious, um, narrow-minded man, but he's, you know, he's good. You know, he tries to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so things start getting pretty crazy from there. So, yeah. then we have another, like, I didn't think about this, but it is a similar Pet cemetery scene, where, when Rachel sees Gage, and she, yes, you know, yeah. um, and then Catherine wakes up and sees her two boys. She sees Caleb holding Samuel. Yeah. And you do wonder, what is happening there? Because, I mean, obviously it's some sort of evil force, but you, you come to realize that, well, it's just a crow or a raven yeah, that's it's... breastfeeding her. Oh, yes. That's disturbing. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty disturbing. They just show her later just bleeding. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's laughing hysterically. Yes. So, uh, so, she, so she goes to breastfeed baby Samuel, and it looks like a sweet moment, and then they cut back later, and it's just a crow just pecking. Right. It's pretty crazy. But, I mean, also kind of, you know, goes in this idea, like, well, is something going on with her or are these, like, I guess my thing with the movie is, like, are these things happening to these women, you know, the mother and Anastasia Roy, or are they somehow caught up in it already somehow, you know? You know mm. um, or is it just the LSD from the <laughs> from rotten the corn? corn? <laughs> right. But no, a lot I of mean... questions, a lot of questions. <laughs> what type of questions are, is this writer or director trying to you know ask of us as far as these characters are mm-hmm. concerned are they, are, is he intentionally playing with that imagery and sort of making us kind of play off our own stereotypes of you know the crone and the sort of you know 
Or is it more just, no, these things are just happening to women and Chris, Chris is crazy. Right. Well, and maybe the, you just mean like maybe these are just creepy things. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a very... Like, like a I very... guess my question is, are we even supposed to investigate the, those things? Oh, like, or, or just take them? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, think there's more to it than that. I think like they're already somehow complicit in all these things. Hmm. But I could be just reading, watching the movie wrong. I don't know. I don't think there's a wrong way to watch a movie, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Well, and then we get cut from that imagery to the next imagery, which is um, the kids all locked up in the barn. Right. And there's a old witch just yes. chowing down. Yeah. On, well, I think one of the little twins is like, Flora? Which I guess is their other goat. goat. Yeah. She's just chowing down. Yeah. That is a really scary scene. Yeah. And also, that's the last time you've seen the twins, right? Well, yeah. Because, so there's, so a, there's, happens... a, there's a really scary old lady, naked lady, just going to town on Flora. Yeah. And then she turns. I well, mean, she it's also like, looks like she's kind of maybe milking. <laughs> I think I don't know. You think she's eating her? Yeah, but then it just—it's like full-on horror movie. She turns. You see a scary woman, and she cackles like a witch. And then I rewound it a few times, but there is some sort of like sound. Thomason like looks over at the twins like very quickly. Yeah. Like I think that they just like got, something happens. Yes. Oh. And I kept I watched it a few times and something there you hear a very like scary sound of like a like a I mean, it sounds kind like I'm being scary just talking about ma- it. <laughs> maybe their maybe their heads get okay. chopped or something. I didn't think about that. Okay. Well thank you. <laughs> um and then you see Thomas and kinda of like go towards them. Yeah, I know this thing then, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think something happened to the twins right then. Okay. So it's and then um and the next is, scene of course the blown barn's like just blown wide yeah. open. Uh, but also at the same time, like so, that, that scene's kind of from Thompson's viewpoint, right? And the next scene you see, or one of the next scenes, the barns exploded. Mm-hmm. Thomason's left there. Flora's like in half. Yeah, so maybe it's all Thomason. I don't know. You know. All right. Well, so we'll get back to the mom. But so then first William comes out, the dad. Yeah. And then just bam, he gets hit with the right. Black yeah, yeah, Black Phillip. Which is pretty scary. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. It's pretty gross. Yeah. I think I was reading something about how. The actor actually did get hurt. Like that. that it goat, looks like I was wondering. It looked like something. It yeah. like tore the muscles in his ribs or oh, something. Yeah. Uh, Black Philip pushes him into his his coveted wood pile. He's worked so hard. <laughs> right. His uh, I, mean, I the thought house it was, falls on him. I thought it was kind of sad because like his hobby killed him. Yeah. Like I was thinking like that would be like if a whole pile of jigsaw puzzles fell on me and killed me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sad? Yes. Black Philip is devastated. William, he's dead. Yeah. And so mom comes out, which was interesting. So you're saying, like, is that imagery? Because, like, there's no blood on her um, boob. There's that one There's one scene where there's blood on her boob. It's, it's, but I, when she comes out, like, the next day. I feel like there is. I don't know. Uh, th- there's definitely a scene that sh- that where she has blood on her blouse area. Hmm. Okay. Her, her private, <laughs> her pillow bags. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes out again. Things are looking against Thomason. She accuses Thomason. I mean, she's this. lying in the middle of just <laughs> devastation. She's yeah. fine. Uh, I mean, Chris Doe's accusing her right low. Yeah. Um, and so they have a pretty terrible fight where the mom is just like, I mean, she's calling her a whore, a slut. Yeah. Which which goes back again to what you were saying about her sexuality being a threat. To yeah, the it seems to be sort of the primary kind of. I mean, obviously, it's ruined the brother. And then so she starts attacking her, and Thomason. Defends herself and but kind of ends up hacking up her mother. Yeah, and so then that's Thomas a pretty and, uh, brutal scene. Yeah, it's very what is brutal. she? She uses which is a knife. Yeah. Or? Okay. 
And then Thomasine goes and takes a nap. She's very tired. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, she had already slept the night before, too, so at some point. <laughs> she's very tired. She's tired, yeah. Oh, but that's a double. Double has your eyelids. Maybe that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, Tired person. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that does make sense, because I do feel guilty, like, when I take a nap or if I oversleep. You know, you feel like, oh, shit, I should have gotten that stuff done. I feel guilty after naps. I don't feel guilty any other time. <laughs> <laughs> Never? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get to... Thomason is just like, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to Black Phillip. Yeah, which to me uh, was still the most surprising scene in the film when yeah. the fucking ghost starts talking. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you just don't. And then you know, there's the guy, and um, I mean, that's just sort of a brilliant. Okay. Well, you know, you kind of see a guy walk behind her. What? Yeah. Are um, you serious? I'm serious. Yes. There's a guy that kind of walks behind her, and you kind of see, like, the there's a vague outline. And, um, like, you see what hooves at first, and then his legs. What? Yes. Are you serious? We'll yes. Watch the same movie. And then you kind of see, like, a shadowy figure behind her that's saying, like, you know, was you know, what's the line? Uh, what's thou like the taste of butter? Yeah, so at first, that's off screen, you know, and it's the goat. Uh, and then uh, some other crazy line. And then. What's thou like to live deliciously? Yes. Yeah, and you're and she's like, yeah, obviously, and so and then you see the kind of a silhouette behind her, and he's wearing a Puritan type hat. It kind of looks like her dad, honestly. And How did has, I miss that? Well, it's super creepy, but it, but it's also in shadow. And okay, well, as soon um, as we stop this, we're gonna watch it. Okay, it's very scary. It's very scary. Well, I thought it was scary enough just with the yeah, talking. yeah. Well, yeah, and because well, because at that point you're thinking, well, she's just imagining this. But then you see the guy, or at least I did. I guess I'm imagining the whole thing. <laughs> um, Have you been around some bad corn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Well, that is. I have to watch that. I can't. Bl- I'm, yes, that's again. A, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's a big. It's Maybe a, I'm focusing on this, the talking, and I'm just assuming that she's. But then so, and then so the guy, apparently, asks her to sign his book, yeah, yeah, which is very nice. Signs his book, yeah. Which I guess, um, and I love to read more about that. Maybe you've presented a history on it, but. I guess that's in the lore. I've never really heard that. Yeah, I know. The, I mean, I guess you've heard, I mean. Sign the devil's book. Right. I don't know. That's, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a modern kind of cliche, really. Right. Um, but then he tells her to take her dress off, which is also another sexual thing. Yeah. But of course, all the old witches are naked, too. That's true. Um, uh, but then when she was walking out to the woods, just a goat is following her. I mean, it's just Black Phillip as a yeah, goat. But he's, he's transformed back to his goat form goat form well that's crazy uh-huh. i mean it's it's now i'm really scared though yeah it's a scary movie that sounds too scary <laughs> but you don't really see him but you see that's... it's even scarier that way though okay except for you apparently maybe it was so scary you just even see it i don't know i just blocked it out yeah well then so she goes out into the woods and she finds her people you know everybody just looking for their people yeah they all seem to be having a great time yeah and you kind of wonder like how come they didn't notice all these people before, you know, but maybe they just revealed themselves or they're just celebrating because he's killed his family. Or... Right. <laughs> <laughs> they did a great job. Right. Uh, Guys, did you see the work? <laughs> right. I mean, uh, they, yeah, they're, um, it's kind of like a, you know, like a rave situation. Um, they are having a great time. And then so uh, Thomasine goes and joins them and she's just, they all start floating up, which again, it's just like, you don't think they're going to go to that point. You don't yeah. think that the goat's actually going to fucking talk. You don't think that the witches are actually going to fly right, up. Right. It's just, it, all of it feels more surreal as it goes on. But she is happy. She's laughing. Yeah. I mean, again, Hereditary has a very similar structure, which I know we'll talk about at some point. 
Right. It goes to the point where, oh, wow, this is suddenly very literal. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I would imagine, I'm curious to what extent Hereditary, those people and those writers saw The Witch and thought, oh, we, you know, maybe we can do something like that. Right. And it's a couple years apart. It's possible. Yeah. Um, well, and so I think, I mean, I think it's perfect the way they did it. But I was just wondering, like, do you, what if they held more of the supernatural for later so like because like, you, you see like right away oh there's really a witch she stole the baby yeah but because you don't really know at least to me because you don't quite know what type of movie you're watching yet that you're even then you're kind of thinking well is this like maybe in someone's head or, you know you don't really know like um and of course in the context of the whole movie you're like well i guess i was clearly a witch mm-hmm. i can't think of another movie um I, and i was trying to think of this because i like to place the movies they watch in some sort, some sort of context mm-hmm. It's hard to do that with this one, except for movies after it, like Hereditary. Right. Um, I mean, it doesn't really... I mean, I think, okay, like Rosemary's Baby, but that's not because it's about like a devil type thing. It has right. nothing to do thematically with that at all. I mean, I guess it, the, only, the only link I have is the non-horror movies, like the, or material like The Crucible, mm-hmm. <laughs> The Lottery, you know, um, yeah. or The New World, apparently. Right. <laughs> uh, nothing that really has anything to do with... Um, I think it's unique. I don't think it really fits. In I know it, it was. It really is. Yeah, uh, you know, especially with the language, um, the way above par acting, <laughs> mm-hmm. the way it, it, based on memory, the kind of the way it even came about. It just, you just directors for a passion project. You just kind of did it, right? Um, based on very strange source material. I don't know. It doesn't. It's it's its own thing, and you know, it looks like it's kind of going to be somewhat influential because of again, hereditary. Which I'm just guessing, and it could have, I mean, hereditary could have nothing to do with that. I don't know, but it seems like it fits in that same sort of genre. Yeah. Well, also it it yeah you know, we'll have to talk about hereditary, but it is very similar in that they keep a lot of that they they kind of hint at the horror, and then they just whoa okay there it all is. Yeah, it's a very similar format. Yeah. Um, and also Tony Collette should have been in The Witch because Tony Collette yes, should be anything. Yeah, yeah. Or Anna Taylor Joy could have been in hereditary. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, I think that's a, a modern classic. Um, I, I kind of already want to watch it again. Apparently, we're going to watch the ending tonight. Yes. Do we have any last thoughts on it? Or um, Hard to make a lot of jokes about it. I mean, it's a pretty serious movie. It is. But um, I hope that was uh, enjoyable. <laughs> Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And come on down to Black Phillips Dairy Barn. We got fresh goat cheese, caramel apples, apple fritters. You can milk a cow. We got Elvis impersonators. Have a ball at our chopping wood station. Stick around for a line dancing show. Just make sure to sign our book on the way out. And don't forget to put flowers on poor Flora's grave. Those rumors aren't true. I'm not the devil. Thanks, y'all. did find a true crime that I think... Okay, good, good. I We talked a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials, which, you know, I, I we could have gone into more because, I mean, that was essentially murder. I mean, they were murdered for something that they did not commit. But that's not what I want to talk about. Also, I kind of thought about um, the Lizzie Borden murders, which I thought was... Lizzie Borden was accused of murdering her mother and father. 
This is the girl that got kidnapped and went on a bank robbery. Oh, that's Patty Hearst. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Who's Lizzie Borden? Oh, uh, okay. So uh, Lizzie Borden was accused of murdering her mother and father with an axe. Really? Yes. Yeah. But she was uh, tried and acquitted. But it just reminded me of it because obviously the daughter was left. There was no evidence to say what really happened. But anyway, but I didn't do that murder either. But I thought it was kind of similar. But so the murders that I chose, the murders that I chose, is that what right? It sounds creepy. Okay. Hinterkaifeck murders. Say that again. Hinterkaifeck. Okay. What does that mean? It's German. Okay. I don't know what it means, but it's, it was on the, the Hinterkaifeck farm. Oh, okay. That's like someone's name then. Well, I guess it might have been like an old family name, but the family that lived on the farm were the Grubers. Oh, like Hans Gruber. Exactly. Definitely descended from that fictional character. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Explains so much. So it was a farm that was tucked away from the local town, pretty far away. Right? Sound familiar? Uh, Yeah. So they lived kind of isolated. There was the father, Andreas, who was a piece of shit. Right. He was abusive to his wife, uh, Cecilia. And his kids. Neighbors didn't like him. The, then in the household, they had their middle-aged daughter who lived with them. And also her two kids, which is another girl named Cazalia, who was seven, and Joseph, who was two. Um, there was also a rumor that the two-year-old was actually the biological son of the dad and Victoria. Oh. Yeah. It's a pretty strong rumor. <laughs> Well, small towns back then, I don't know. Oh, so well, I guess I should give you the, the this was in 19, the 1920s. Yeah. Well, it seems the only way that rumor gets started if that girl was pregnant. I mean, it, that's... Well, she had a husband, but he passed away. Oh, I see. And then apparently he, she was kind of like sleeping around mm. a little bit. So there's really... Seems a little unfair, but anyway. But it could have been because apparently, I mean, the dad again was a piece of shit. But Victoria... The daughter was kind of well-respected in the town. She People liked her. She went to church regularly. Um, but she was a widow, and her dad forbade her from marrying again. And apparently, it was very strict. Made her live on the farm. This is like the Zelda story. That is similar, too. Um, so then, so strange things started happening around the house. Okay? Like what? It's very oh. creepy. Okay. So the maid, which I'm assuming is Missy. Missy yeah, of course. <laughs> She quit uh, very quickly. She quit, like, immediately because she started hearing uh, footsteps in the attic. She started um, hearing voices in the attic again. So she quit immediately. She's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Her stomach, yeah. It pains her. <laughs> Some. <laughs> so, but, but then six months later, one of the creepiest things of all happens one night, Andreas notices that there are footsteps in the snow coming from the woods into the house. Yeah. That aren't his, that aren't anyone else's, and no footsteps going back. Weird. Yeah. They also found, um, he checks the whole house, he checks the attic, he checks the barn, there's nobody. And then that night, he heard, he hears strange ad- noises in the attic also. So he goes and checks the whole house again can't find anything the next day a strange newspaper shows up on the front porch later a set of keys go missing and then he finds scratches and someone trying to pry into the tool shed 
Did you say a strange newspaper shows up on the front porch? Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, like, think like about Like a it. ghost newspaper? Or, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it's not theirs. They didn't ask. They didn't this ask. This is like a really weird thing. <laughs> what a prank. <laughs> the ghost is just like, watch this one, Scary Gary. I'm going to do this. And he leaves just a a weird newspaper. But how many newspapers do you think he, they were getting delivered? It's just a very strange detail. It is. It is. <laughs> And so I thought, I remember very clearly reading a short story. I thought it was about this particular crime, but it wasn't. But I just wanted to plug one of my favorite books, which is called True Crime. Ooh. It looks um, like a big one. It's a big one. It's a, it's an anthology. An American anthology. Put together by this guy named Harold Schechter. That's what it appears to be. And I don't even know if you can still buy it, but it's like one of my favorite books. It's just full of true crime um, stories. Everything from Abraham Lincoln to Truman Capote. I mean, it's it's an amazing book. But so I just want to plug that book. So a new maid starts named Maria. Ooh. So maybe this could be Missy. Yeah. No. Yes, maybe. And she started on March 31st, and that was her first day and her last day. Yeah, okay. Why? Yes. Well, well. so then people in the town are concerned because they hadn't seen the family. Like, they're not, like, they're they're kind of loners, but, like, the oldest kids goes to school. The, the daughter usually goes to church, and they're not seeing them at all. So they decided to go investigate. And when they get to the farm, they said it was eerily quiet, which that creepy, it was creepy enough to me. You know what I mean? Like you think if you go to a farm... There's going to be kids running around or there's going to be someone outside. I don't know what happens on a farm. But, <laughs> but if it's just like quiet. Anyway, go into the barn. They find four bodies. Ooh. Andreas, his wife, Cezalia, Victoria, and their eldest granddaughter, also Cezalia. They are stacked on top of each other and covered with hay. And then they go into the farmhouse and they find... Two-year-old Joseph, dead in his crib. With an, uh, by You'll axe. find out. And the maid dead in her bedroom. By a noose. No, unfortunately oh. not. <laughs> uh, so then they call the police. And the police from Munich come, and they say that all the bodies were killed by a single pickaxe to the head. All of them? Except the wife and Victoria were also strangled. There's some sort of anger towards these older women for some reason yeah they killed the kid with a pig eggs yeah seems unnecessary it's pretty terrible yeah um the youngest daughter also seemed to not have died right away which is pretty terrifying so she was like stacked on top of her oh yeah well who did it am i rushing ahead yes okay <laughs> she's like who did it <laughs> tell me it seems like someone lured andreas his wife and victoria and the youngest daughter, one by one, to the barn. It's a lot of luring. It is. I mean... But it reminds me of Blair Witch, you know, like they take yeah. them one at a time. The, the weird, one of the weird things about it was all the bodies were covered. So, like, the bodies in the far, in the barn were covered with hay. Uh, the baby's body was covered with a, a skirt. And the wife... I mean, the maid was covered with bedsheets. The creepiest thing, if, if you can believe it, was that... Someone seemed to be living there for the four days. With the dead bodies? Yes. Someone had been feeding the animals, milking the goats, making meals, 
and making fires because people had seen smoke from the chimney. None of the animals had been hurt. That's considerate, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Well, is it someone that lived there? Or? There was no motive. There was just some cash taken from the bodies. So there was one suspect named Schlittenbauer, who was the alleged father of Joseph. Oh. No one, they, there, there was never any arrest made. So they have, they have no idea? No. Well, that's terrible. Isn't it? They destroyed all the buildings a year later. How it ties to the witch is that at some point, someone's going to come down to this farm and find a dead boy in yeah, the attic, right. uh, a goat half-eaten, the mom <laughs> hacked up, the dad under the thing, and two twins. We don't know what God happened knows to where, them. yeah. And so who's, or they're the who's to say that something like this didn't happen? Yeah. Maybe there was a witch who came. Yeah. I mean, I would say that probably happened. You think? Yeah. And then, I mean, they they reopened it like in 2006. What year this happened? This was 1922. Oh, okay. There's also crime scene photos. Really? Yeah. Which I, you could Google. Oh, you're not going to show your own them? Risk. I don't I, have them right here. Okay. But, but they're not great. But so that's the... No, I forgot how to say that again. Hinterkaifeck murders. There was a um, a good YouTube video by Creepy News. And the guy who read it, he actually was German, so it sounded a lot better than me. Well, so that concludes... That's a downer of an episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could do Scream next. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a sad episode, but I thought... Uh, I mean, it's a good movie. I guess if you're already... If you're clicking on a podcast about the witch, I mean, I guess you know what you're in for. Maybe. Yeah. And if not, I mean, we're just really sorry because <laughs> it, it must have been really boring if you haven't seen the movie, but, you know, that's your fault. Oh, don't get mad at them. No, I'm mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then, so, again, we want you to reach out to us. Tell us if we mix, messed up anything about um, our theories. Yeah. And, you know, if you think Anna Taylor-Joy is the killer as I do, um, let me know. Or if you think it's the mother, it's the only two options. <laughs> or do you think Caleb was having an orgasm as he died? Yeah. Or is everything that's on screen presented as it is? And that's just what we should take from it. That'd be strange, but, you know, that's possible. Please let us know, again, what your favorite horror movies are. How can I tie a true crime to it? Tell us what your favorite, your first horror movie experience was, the first thing that scared you was. So you can find us on Twitter at Sometimes Dead 4, Instagram at Sometimes Dead Podcast, or email us at Sometimes Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can always go see Chris at his house. His apartment <laughs> number is. Oh, apartment number? Sorry, you have a house now. <laughs> Don't tell him. His address is. <laughs> And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Good night.